Hi, this is Adam Venrick. And this is Josh Poe. And you are listening to The Doobie. Josh and I have reunited uh, over this winter hiatus to do a, uh, a continuation of what we were doing in October, but not necessarily about the same subject matter, more just like fun week-to-week stuff. Um, Josh, no more, what, uh, no more spooky stuff. No more spooky stuff. Josh, what are we talking about this week? about some uh strange animals that's um, right strange animals around the the globe mm-hmm. i feel like maybe this is wrong but i feel like america just doesn't have many strange animals i well uh i i will i will give credit uh to our our old friend the opossum because oh. opossums are um are a mammal with a pouch um I, I don't I don't know that I don't believe they're a marsupial I believe that they're a rodent with pouch I could be wrong on that um, but what is interesting about opossums is that they are almost entirely uh, genetically naturally immune to rabies um, really so, yeah 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 um, possums don't get it so if a possum bites you uh, that that just means that it's angry. Are most animals, um, can most animals get rabies? Is that a thing? It's, um, it's warm-blooded animals. Snakes can't get rabies. It, I, I don't know much about rabies. I know it has to do with the blood. Um, and I know cold-blooded animals can't get it. So fish can't get it. Reptiles can't get it. Amphibians can't. Um, I also, I heard somewhere, um from someone who claims to be a rabies enthusiast that you you can't get rabies from anything smaller than a chipmunk so i don't think mice can carry it but I, that could be wrong um but yeah um yeah possums can't opossums can't get rabies uh josh i mostly i think a few of them can but it's very very rare um yeah they're just nice animals what? I've never seen an opossum. I'm going to search up a picture. No, o- an opossum is just what we call a possum. Possums mean different things across the oh, world. Okay. Yeah, Australia has a possum. Um, not no possum. What we have is the opossum. Um, Australia has a possum, and they look like little mice. Um, they're not They're not as interesting looking. It's one of the few times that we have a more interesting looking animal than Australia. Australia is creepy. Yeah, I- no. Um, here, I'm going to look. Yeah, i seen a picture of an opossum, uh, like, close up. I didn't realize they literally looked like bats. Oh, yeah. No, it's shocking. A lot of animals in Australia kind of look like bats. Many of them are bats. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm looking at pictures of them now, too. It looks like a mixture of a bat and a chinchilla. Yeah, really odd. Yeah, but cute in its own way. It has big eyes. I don't possums. I really don't. You don't like possums? No, I don't mind them. I I think they're cool. Okay. I I like them too. Um, That's why I know a lot about them. I also do not mind raccoons. I think they're cool. No, no, I don't mind raccoons either. Um, Where do you fall on skunks? I like skunks. Um, I think skunks are really cute when they run. Yeah. I I will tell you. Entire body shakes. 
It's hilarious. Yeah, they're they're pear-shaped animals. I think they're really cute. I will tell you, um, uh, back when I was living in um, Upper Arlington, my my backyard had a skunk. My block had a skunk that would just wander to different people's backyards. Um, yeah. And I remember actually distinctly, July 3rd, 2017 I got home late from work I was working at a movie theater so I was getting home really late from work um, and my mom wasn't home so it was just me taking care of my dog it was really late so when I let my dog out the skunk was out there so he tried to tackle the skunk which went really poorly for my dog um, so I ended up having to give him a giant monster bath that night um, at midnight which was not something I was planning to do you have to do the tomato sauce thing. I didn't. I probably should have because the smell did linger. Uh, none of it got on me, fortunately. Um, I will say this: he got um, the skunk got away um, largely because it more or less tear gassed him. Like he, yeah. he his eyes were really watering. Um, but it, uh, it's also really hard to feel bad for him. He was being stupid, and he did it again about a week later. Um, so, but no, I, I don't mind skunks. I don't mind raccoons. There are a lot of raccoons, um, in my current house or near my current house. Um, <laughs> we invite them in. Uh, I want to, um, but there's a bunch of them near my house and they, uh, they're real cute when they're young too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well. Raccoons are cool. I think they're, they're funny. I think so too. Yeah. Have you ever seen them eat? What's that? Have you ever seen a raccoon eat? Yeah, I love watching them eat. I see them eat all the time. The funniest thing is, um, because we feed, there's like stray cats around my house, so we mm-hmm. feed those. Raccoons always come over to eat. And when they <laughs> eat food, they want it to be wet. Yeah. And so there, um, there was a time where we had like, um, you know, like hard cat food out there. And there was like a glass of water in it or like a bowl of water. And they were dunking food into the water to, like, eat it. It was the funniest thing in the world. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I, I don't watch my raccoons eat that often. Um, I will say this. We have a cat who's an outside cat. Um, mm. And we leave food and water on her porch. And we have kind of a little cat door carved into our porch yeah. door. Um, yeah. And we know for a fact that in the night, raccoons will sneak on there and take her food and mess with her water. Um I, I wonder if they do that in there, because there's usually some flecks of food in the water. Yeah, that's definitely them doing that. Then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like them, personally. Um, I like them, too. I, I named my favorite one um, Senator Tankerbell, off of a, a reference to a Bob Odenkirk character from the 90s, um, which I've tried to explain to my family, and none of them appreciate it, so I'm just going to skip it over, and if you know that reference, good for you. Um, Josh, let's talk about our first weird animal of the day that isn't an opossum. Um, we're going to talk about naked mole rats. Um, yeah, now naked mole rats, um, you, naked mole rats are a bit like cilantro in my experience, Josh. You either really love them and you find them weirdly endearing, or you think they're the worst thing in the world, but there's no middle ground with these animals. Um, I personally like them. I think they look like little sausages. Um, and I, I think they're very interesting animals. And when I was, uh, I, I actually knew a bit about them going in. 
because if you take an evolutionary biology class, Josh, uh, or not evolutionary biology, an evolutionary anthropology class, you will talk a bit about naked mole rats because they have a really interesting breeding structure. Um, they, so they, first things first, uh, I'm looking at the National Zoo's website for a lot of this information. Um, they are not endangered whatsoever. Um, but if you consider the way in which they mate, they probably would be if they didn't gestate so quickly and, um, and have such large litters. So, um, a lot of people talk about, uh, naked mole rats, um, when talking about the evolution of how mammals breed, because mammals breed in a lot of different ways. Um, even different primates breed in different ways because you have like chimpanzees um, where it's not really monogamous, um, but there is, um, there's a lot of pack dwelling and a lot of very like, a lot of mating based competition uh, between male chimpanzees, especially. But then with species like bonobos, um, it's slightly different because bonobos swing, Josh. Um, they swing, and they all sort of just agree to swing. Um, so they live in a community, and pretty much that community acts as one big family where no one's really married to each other, but they're all kind of in an open relationship with each other. Um, not really the best way to describe it, just because they're not, you know, they're not people, so they don't really have those terms. Um, but they are, they're essentially polyamorous animals, um, and very nurturing to each other's children, which is not something you'd find with chimps. Um, but naked mole rats are interesting because they, uh, are eusocial, which means that they live in large colonies, um, in which only one female breeds, and the majority of workers um, will spend their entire lives working for that female. So they're more like ants and bees than they are like other mammals, Josh. It's very rare for mammals to be eusocial. Um, but there's essentially a queen mole rat. Um, and just according to the National Zoo website, colonies are typically 70 uh, rats. Um, but there can be almost 300 and some large ones. Uh so yeah, you would think with only one um, mating female naked mole rat that they would be really endangered um, because of course then you have to wait for her to gestate. Fortunately, it only takes 70 days for her to do that approximately and she gives litters, uh, here I have the statistics, um, the average litter is 12, uh, the maximum is usually 30 which is one of the largest litter sizes of any mammal. Um, so they, they, they sort of, uh, they found a way to have their cake and eat it too. They're eusocial and they also reproduce in very large quantities uh, several times a year. Interesting. Yeah. So that's the well, naked mole rats. I've, I've seen naked mole rats at zoos. Mm-hmm. Um, they freak me out. <laughs> Is like because um you know at the zoo they put like a huge wall up mm -hmm. and they'll be like here's where all the naked rats live and they all just like and and every time I see them they all just like squirming around on top yeah. of each other yeah yeah they like freak they, they just freak me out 
It's like um, it's like when uh, you know, like I don't know if you've ever done this, but like oh, like flipped over a rock or something, and on the back is like an ant community. Yeah, yeah. And they're all on top of each other. Yeah. It's just like ugh, so weird. <laughs> well, I I think yeah. it makes sense, Josh. I mean, ants and meerkats are both you social, so both of them have that kind of colony work spirits. Um, I I would also argue um, that if you look at an ant up close, it's also quite gross to look at. Um, but I'm biased towards the meerkat. I I like them. I think they're cute. Um, but. but also, I mean, also the naked roller rat. I, I, um, oh my god, ants up close are terrifying. I know. What the? Heck? What is up with their? They look like murderers. I know. No one, no one should look at them up close. In, in my opinion, we know enough about them. We don't need to keep doing it. I. Oh my god, they're terrifying. <laughs> I their eyes are gigantic. I know. I know. Interesting. Um, no. But anyway, the only thing I, I know about the Naked Mole Rap for the longest time was, um, did you ever see that show, uh, Kim Possible? I... When they had, uh, they had the Naked Mole Rat with them? I, I know what you're talking about. I actually didn't see that show as a child. I wasn't a big Disney Channel kid. Um, <laughs> so yeah. But see, that Naked Mole Rat was very cute. Mm-hmm. And he was funny. Well... And I... Way bigger than how actual Naked Morats are. Here, I gotta, I gotta Google that. That's no, that's no, you know, no slight on the actual Naked Morat. I'm sure they're cute. I'm just, I don't know. Every time I see them, I, I get, I get a little freaked out. Yeah. See, I'm looking it's at a hairless cat. Those things freak me out. Siamese cats, or not, not Siamese cats. Like you know, just hairless cats. The the sphinxes, the hairless sphinxes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, there was a picture circulating online this summer, Josh, of a hairless cat that had had some horrible eye trouble. Um, so its eyes had actually had to be removed. So it was this fleshy cat with hollow eye sockets staring at the screen. Yeah, you can look it up. And like, it's one of those things where I looked at it long enough and it gave me Stockholm Syndrome, so now I actually think it's weirdly cute. Um, but it, it will shock you if you look that image up, and it is out there. But... Hairless cats, no. 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 Hairless animals. Well... I think there's a reason they have fur. Relatively speaking, most animals are furless. And we're, we're more furless than most mammals. Yeah. yeah, but that's probably where clothes. Yeah, that's true. Well, and that's the other thing, listeners. Um, I, 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 I'm going to issue this challenge right here and now. Um, design a line of naked mole rat clothes and and make them clothed mole rats. And, uh, yeah. and I will... Please. I, yeah. Please. I would love that. All right. Oh. Do you want to get to my animal? Yeah, Josh. Uh, yeah, let's hear one of yours. So I, I searched up on, uh, I just searched up strangest animals and uh, on the world and on the Travel Channel that website they have a um, like a fifteen weirdest animals and the one that really stuck out to me is the pangolin. Have you ever seen one of those things? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They look like uh, 
little they're, armadillos. They're but they have scales. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. I, I've um, seen them. They, uh, they're, I guess, like, I don't know. Those, those kind of animals, like that and, like, uh, armadillo, kind of same thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they, they have, like, weird outer, outer shells for some reason. Um, but I guess, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, this thing, big anteater, um, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it only eats, like, small little bugs. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense that it would be, like, an easy target to get murdered. So that's why, you know, it has the things on its back. And they're also apparently in danger of being extinct. Yeah, I, I've heard about that, too. I, I've heard, actually, that there's... There's questions about whether or not the pangolins... Is it pangolin or pangolin? I mean, I, I guess it's however you want to say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up with pangolin. Um, but, you know. Um, I, I had read articles, and I don't know the full story about it, because I think I had just read one little thing um, where it was talking about how pangolins... Or pangolins, mm -hmm. in addition to bats, had been one of the things that had initially spread the coronavirus. And I don't know uh, to what extent that's or... true. Yeah. Um, I don't know to what extent that's true. Um, so. Uh, and, and in fact, the more, the more that I'm looking at this, um, I think it's still up for debate whether or not that's true. But it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, they're, they're, an, they're an interesting animal um they you know because they're just they're just armadillos with uh shields on their back <laughs> uh, speaking of animals that are are weirder versions of other animals have you ever heard of the alligator snapping turtle i have yeah i just found out about it for the first time really what, what's your take on it i i i uh, <laughs> I just saw a picture of it because uh, I was searching up this. Uh, I was searching up this other animal called the alligator gar. Mm -hmm. Um, it's another weird one to look at. And one of the things that came up was alligator snapping turtle. Mm-hmm. Thing is terrifying. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you're sixty-five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I I will I, mean, I will say this, Josh. Um. They are, uh, they are freshwater dwelling turtles. Um, I think some of them do live. Yeah. You might not get them. You're up in, uh, you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, they tend to live actually in the, uh, in the lower Midwest and, um, high South. Um, but even as far as Texas, um, so they they have been known to be found near the Ohio and Kentucky border, I think. Um, either way, we have a great one in the Columbus Zoo. Um, it's huge and very scary, but it is there. Um, a little free press for the it zoo. Really cool. It like is. Bikes on it. Yeah, I um, supposedly they can take off fishermen's hands. Yeah, they're gigantic. They are. They're really <laughs> scary. Do they move at the same speed as normal turtles? Uh, 
they do uh, all the information I've read about them from the zoo. However, yeah. says that they can leap out of the water like a shark on the Discovery Channel. Horrors. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I've never stuck around to watch one eat. I've always imagined it would be terrifying because they are mostly carnivorous. Um, which is not something you see with a lot of turtles. Uh, oh. But Josh, I'm on the Wikipedia page for them and I'm looking at their diet. These are the things they like to eat. Fish carcasses, fish, mollusks, carrion, amphibians, snakes, snails, crawfish, worms, clams, water birds, aquatic plants, other turtles, and small alligators. Oh, and small alligators. Small yeah. alligators, because they're bigger. They're just huge, meaty animals. Disgusting. Yeah. We we should we should be more worried about them than alligators, in my opinion, because really with the shell, they're basically tactical alligators. Are they are they are the does that mean alligators are are they related to the alligators? I, I don't know. I would assume so somewhere. I mean they're both reptiles. Um I don't know to what extent they they share a branch, but um they're probably more related than most turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, all right. You want to move on with the animal? Yeah, I, I got a couple more. Um, right. Let's see. Here's here's a fish. Um, speaking of fish, I've got two fish, actually, on this list. Um, so the first one is another animal that I think people tend to find cute in, like, a Charlie Brown way. Um, this is the blobfish. The blobfish looks like a melted down head in a cartoon. So I was just looking at the Smithsonian, um, and I, I would encourage all of our listeners to pull up pictures of the blobfish, um, just so they can see what it looks like if they haven't seen it. Um, but one thing that the Smithsonian tells us about the blobfish, Josh, is that it doesn't normally look melted and 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 sad. Um, they live at extremely low depths, and they have a, a bladder. I believe they have a swim bladder. Um, so when divers go and capture them, basically, or when they surface, um, they they turn into that because of how the pressure change impacts their body. Um, it, it makes them spread out and kind of deflate. Um, but they don't normally look like that. Like, blobfish in their natural habitat look like most other fish. Yeah. Um, I'm a blobfish. Yeah, a blobfish. Yeah, if you look at a picture of them in their natural habitat, um, they look like just really big puffer fish. Um... Oh, it's that thing. Yeah, it's, it's that, it's it's gross that thing. Right, right, right. I Oh, these things freak me out, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just have the weirdest face. I, I like it. Again, this is an animal that not everyone likes, but I do. I just think they're really fun looking. Um, but yeah, they... Um, 
it's it's actually quite sad why they look that way. Um, because again, they look like just kind of normal fish, just down at their natural habitat. But they get caught by fishermen, um, and they get pulled up very rapidly, and so they undergo basically damage um, from the pressure change, and it kind of has the same effect on them that letting bread before you bake it, just leaving it to rise on a hot surface, uh, has on bread. Right. It spreads out. Um, so yeah, that's that's how the blobfish got its name. Um, I have one more animal, and it's my favorite one that I want to talk about tonight, um, because it's legitimately, I think, one of the most fascinating animals uh, on planet Earth. Um, so this is the immortal jellyfish. The immortal jellyfish. The immortal jellyfish, and I might, I might butcher its Latin name. Um, Turritopsis dor- uh, dorni. Um, I don't know if I said that correctly, um, but it's mostly called the immortal jellyfish. So, what's cool about this animal is, like most jellyfish, it begins its life as kind of a larva. Um, right. In this case, the larva is called a planula, which is just a fun thing to say, um, which develops from a fertilized egg. Um, So the planula, just like the little larva, kid, jellyfish, swims for a bit, and then it basically does like a butterfly thing. It settles on the floor, um, and it grows into a colony of polyps. Um, And what that means is it essentially clones itself because all of these polyps have the exact same genetic stuff as the original jellyfish, so it essentially makes more of itself as it enters into its adult phase. Um, and then all of those polyps hatch into, uh, into adult jellyfish, and from that point on, they, they grow into sexual maturity, at which point they make more jellyfish. That's, that's what most jellyfish do. What's interesting about this one is that whenever it encounters any kind of damage, whenever it encounters tissue damage or is threatened or has a change of environment that's not suitable for it, what it can do is it can undergo a process um, called... Excuse me for one minute... Uh, it goes through a process called transdifferentiation. Mm-hmm. And what transdifferentiation is, is... Okay, so think for a minute. Um, Josh, do you know what stem cells are? Yes. Right. So stem cells are... Um, they're basically cells that can conform to any other cell in our body. Um, most cells that are not stem cells do one particular thing. So, like, my skin cell can't be used as a heart cell. Um, but a stem cell could be a skin cell or a heart cell. What transdifferentiation does is it allows this adult jellyfish to change what its cells do. And in doing so, it recycles them in such a way that it essentially reverts back to its adolescent phase. So it, ma- it, 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 it makes itself young again, basically, and it goes through back to that point 
where it can make new polyps and it can regenerate new clones. So in that way, not only does the, the original animal um, is theoretically immortal because once it ages to a certain point, it can basically reset itself. Um, it can also make virtually a limitless amount of copies of itself. Um, so it, it is theoretically an immortal animal. Um, it, it's virtually impossible to kill unless you were to actually make like a huge attempt. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of fascinating just from a medical way, because if human cells were capable of doing that, then we could actually theoretically, um, we, we would never have to suffer aging, uh, and we would never have to suffer disease, uh, of most sort. Like if, if you were an alcoholic who developed cirrhosis, your liver could essentially revert back to a younger phase before the cells were 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 damaged um right is what i get yeah so i think they're just they're remarkable animals um it's unfortunate that <laughs> there's not much that comes out of their immortality i mean it's they they do they can live forever um but i i don't i'm not sure josh what the point of jellyfish is yeah because most things have a purpose. Yeah. Um, I feel like I knew what their purpose was. I, Maybe not. I mean, they are they are also carnivorous animals. Um, yeah. So they, they do eat. Um, they do help with population control. So that's one thing. Um, I, I would be curious to see if ever... Um, if ever there were a way to use some form of trans differentiation in medicine. Yeah. Well, maybe I wonder. Yeah. Because there's gotta be some, I mean, maybe, it, I don't know. It makes for good science fiction. If anything else, you know, it, it would it's be lives forever. <laughs> yeah. You you could uh, you could you could do like a superhero um, jellyfish man. Yeah. <laughs> so odd though. All they've always been so odd to me because it's like, where is their where where you know where where do they eat from? What what is their eyes like? What? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that they really have eyes. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I think they. Um, I think they're they're I think they mostly communicate through touch. Um, yeah, and they can they can like sting people. Oh yeah, no, they can sting people. Um, they're insane. Jellyfish they, are crazy. They really are. Um, yeah, I don't know much about them. I don't think I've ever. Um, I mean, I haven't been to a beach in probably five years. Um, I've seen one jellyfish. Yeah, I feel like I I, I have two, I, like Not one like, washed up jellyfish. I saw one that was alive in the water, mm. and I freaked out because I thought it was gonna sting me. Yeah, I I wouldn't really want to run into one. Um, I will I will say this. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of aquariums have jellyfish exhibits, and I like the shed aquarium in chicago has one i think the newport aquarium has one in kentucky um 
I'm a big aquarium buff, apparently. But um, I, I could sit and watch jellyfish all day, even though they don't do anything that profound. They just kind of exist. Yeah, because they're so odd. They're nothing like anything else. Yeah. They just, like, float. <laughs> and they have all those weird tentacles. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're odd. They really um, are. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. They're like uh they're like the disappointing middle child of 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 the animal kingdom. They just kind of do nothing all day. Yeah, but they're cool. Oh, so like yeah. you, So like so like they're disappointing because you think they'd be they'd be doing something cool. Yeah. I but, yeah. um Yeah, and all of this, of course, um, brings back fond memories of SpongeBob SquarePants going jellyfishing, um, which is just fun. Um, His, uh, yeah, that's all. SpongeBob is so weird because they, like, I guess that's their idea of butterflies, that the jellyfish is the butterfly of the animal of the undersea kingdom i i don't know i i I don't know (laughs) i I don't know it kind of feels like bird watching because they're overhead on the other hand it's kind of like fishing and they just catch and release them i don't know i i don't really want to sit here and interrogate the the dream logic of spongebob squarepants what i what i will say is it was it was created by a real ocean ocean scientist person um so um Oh, this is a fun fact. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you know this. Um, originally, when SpongeBob was... Because um, when SpongeBob was first created, it was pitched as an adult cartoon in a similar vein with, like, a family guy kind of a thing. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was originally pitched as a show for adults. Um, and, and, and they thought it would do better as a kid's show. Which I think is probably the right call. Um, but when it was an adult cartoon, to stay true to marine biology, one thing they were going to do was they were actually going to have Patrick spit out his stomach to eat. Why? Is that what Yeah. Starfish- that's what starfish do. That's how they catch their prey. It's bonus animal. Yeah, when starfish feed... Um, because they mostly eat clams and stuff. They basically fight with the clam to pry the clam shell open. And then they spit out their stomach and digest the clam in the outs- basically outside the body. And then they take the, the nutrients and stuff back into the body when they retract their stomachs. That's so gross. I know. Why? That I don't know. I don't know. I just know that's why a thing. That, why is that? Okay, that's yeah. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spit out my stomach onto this person to eat it. It's wow. it's a thing they do. That's just, there's a lot of disgusting things. Have you ever? This is this is. I was gonna bring up this animal, but I'm gonna bring it up now because it's a gross animal. Yeah. I've ever heard of a love bug. A what? A love bug? Probably, but I I don't know off the top of my head. A, picture of it. a love bug? It's the disgusting thing in the world. Yeah. So, oh. they live 
They live in the southeast, mostly. Southeast of America. Um, they are basically two bugs, two flies. Oh, that are, I see what happens. Yep. They I see are what joined happens. at the bottom. Yeah. Um, they fly around together. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the most annoying animal in the world. <laughs> um, when I lived in Florida two springs ago, and uh, you would walk outside, especially like, you know, during April. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You could not walk two steps without getting like either walking into one or one landing on you or just seeing a, like a huge army of them. Because oh. um, they, uh, they like travel in groups of millions. That's gross. I, they, yeah. So and they only live for five days. These bugs only live for literally five days. And they spend that time mating. Um, they, yeah, it takes two of their, it takes two days for them to like grow up and like be adults. <laughs> and then they spend the last rest three days of their lives mating. That's crazy. Like, what kind of life is that? Well, what the, what's the purpose? I don't um, know. That's a good question. Um, but the interesting thing is, is that there is a myth or a theory that these animals were created in a lab of um uh of um University of Central Florida as a way to um keep the uh, mosquito population down. Mm-hmm. Now they've they've since said, oh no no no, that's not true. No way. But also, it makes total sense. Like, what, what? what is this animal? This animal lives for five days. And it spends three of those days mating. I don't... There's well, no purpose of it. Yeah, no, it there's really not. It's made by a human. Well... As a, yeah, I don't know. Uh, are, you, are you a fan of the mayfly, Josh? No, I hate all flies. Okay. All flies. Be- because I will They're say, so annoying. flies. Yes. Yeah, they are. Um, like, and they're gross too. I remember when I first learned that, like, because a fly is so tiny that when they're flying around, every time they land, they throw up. Yeah. That's so disgusting. <laughs> well, it's it's how they digest. Um, yeah, it's I, so gross. How is that? I, you're you you get yourself so like worked up because you're so tiny that you throw up every time you land. Well, yeah, it's it's gross. I will say this: um, I I'm not a fan of house flies. Water. What? And they're like attracted to water for some or like they're attracted to water and then like um, salt. Yeah, they are. That's true. So, like, when you sweat, that's why they're on you. Because they want the salt the and the salt water. The water, yeah. That makes sense. I, I'm i not a fan of the the, the horse fly. Um, oh, these are gross because they're so big. They're huge. They're huge. Um, they're, they're annoying. They're belligerent. You can't shoo them away. Um, yeah. And their bites hurt, Josh. Yeah. They Their do. bites they hurt. Do. Like it doesn't. Like it actually. I I would rather get a shot at the doctors than yeah, be bitten same. by a horse fly. Um, 
I got like two horse fly bites like wow, two summers ago. Oh, ew. And they they bled. That's yeah. how bad they were. They were bleeding. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Who that? Who did this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Even mosquitoes don't Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, horse flies are just the worst because mosquitoes even when they they bleed you, part of the reason that you get the the swelling afterwards and the itch is because they inject you, I, they have chemicals that cauterize the wound so that you don't keep bleeding after they're gone. Same true with leeches, actually. Leeches, uh, their saliva cauterizes the wounds after they're done drinking blood. How nice of them. Well, so even leeches are less inconsiderate than the horsefly. Yeah. But, um, but no, I was so. going to just... Going off of your point earlier, mayflies are even more useless than than that two-headed mating fly. Um, because they live for 24 hours. Um, they spend that entire time looking for a mate. Um, I think I read somewhere that after they lay their eggs, they just don't move again. They just f- wait to die. What a life, honestly. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how they keep sticking around because they're really only, like, there for one week in the summer. You don't see them this time of year. You'd think they'd all die out. Wake up. All right, got to find someone to... <laughs> That's Literally wake do. up from being born. Oh, all right, got to get up. Got to mate. Dead. That's... That's literally... You get 24 <laughs> That's the thing, too, Josh, is, like, when they get into the... They so they they start off as larvae, but after they hatch, from being larvae, um, they're pretty much good to go. Like a lot of them don't even have a maturing phase; they just hatch and then zoom off they go. Yeah, that's gross. What a stupid animal. Well, what, yeah. What, what a you... what a failed experiment that was. <laughs> I'd like to think. I'd like to think. <laughs> There's a lot of animals that are just like, man, really messed up with making that one. Of, of all the animals we talked about tonight, though, Josh, which one do you think is the most useful? Useful? Useful, uh, yeah. I would say, I don't know. They All animals have their... I would think maybe like the jellyfish. Yeah. Because, like, what do naked mole rats do? I don't know. I, I'm i not sure maybe, either. Maybe the, um, the, um, the, you know, the, the pangolin or whatever you say. Yeah. I think maybe that one. Because that one at least keeps, you know, the bug controlled. Their yeah. Pest control. so maybe that. I, I will say this, and not that I'm a fan of flies. Flies at least do decompose things. I guess, but at what cost? I don't know. I'm not. It's, it's so annoying. Yeah, they are. They they land on you. Why why are you landing on me? Land literally anywhere else. <laughs> and you're the only ones that do it, right? Like like bees sometimes land on you, but at least they know. Like you know, at least once you wave their your arm, they're like, oh okay, I gotta step back. Yeah, mo- <laughs> most bee well, like and wasps and hornets are different because they will try and sting you, but like most bees yeah. are skittish. Like, they don't want yeah. trouble. Yeah. But these flies, like, 
it's just like either they're too stupid to understand mm. or they're just like, I don't care. I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. Might as well just die now. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so stupid. I don't know. Yeah. They're so gross, too. Almost, like, I don't know. Bugs freak me out. Like, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Like, some bugs are cool, right? But, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, most of them, like, they, they just are so gross. Like, um, centipedes. Mm. What, what are you, what are you doing? Well, why do you have so many legs? Don't like them. Never have. Don't like them when they're in my house. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, are they the, the one, which ones are the hairy ones? Are they the centipedes or the millipedes? I, I don't remember. Um, because whatever the ones that are the hairy ones are the really gross ones. Yeah. Cause they move so fast and you're oh, just like, why? Oh yeah. Those are centipedes. And you're just like, why are you, why are you moving like this? Just like slow down. And you're so gross. You just stand there. And you look at me. And it's so gross. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. And they're, this is gross, but they're gross to kill too. Cause they're very gooey. Yeah. Like if you throw yeah. a shoe at them, the shoe will come back gross. Yes. They're, it, and when you kill it, they like, and the slightest prick blows them up. Yeah. No, they're they're disgusting animals. Maybe maybe the best self defense they have is that they know humans would rather <laughs> yeah. not kill them and deal with the mess. Ugh, I don't like them. I, I I don't like them. And if if I see one in the room that I'm in, I I leave and come back. Later. I agree. Yeah, I I'm like I'm not killing it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I just let the centipede win. I'm like, you won. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't... And that's the thing, like, I, I'm not bothered by rodents um, so much. Like, I, I don't mind mice. And even rats don't really bother me. I will say this summer I had to throw a, a throw away a dead rat um, when I was uh, taking care of some of my aunt's lawn uh, flowers. Um, I was doing some landscaping for my great aunt and there was a dead rat and I had to throw it away. Um, but like I've dissected a rat before I had to dissect a rat this semester. Um, I, I know, I know them inside and out. I even, I, this is gross, but I even went the extra mile and I, uh, I, I dissected my rat's brain, Josh. That was an extra credit thing we could choose to do. And I did it. No. Yeah. I had to cut the head off, Josh. It was already dead, so, like, I didn't, you know, kill the rat, but I, I had to cut this rat's head off and make, like, a little hereditary thing with it. Um, and, yeah, um, it was extra credit, and I was feeling really adventurous. Um, but I will say an hour afterwards, um, it really made me nauseous. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it, some things, like, it's a good example of something that seems good in the moment, and then you you step back and you look at it objectively, and you're like, oh, God, what did I just do? I, man. Yeah. Have you ever thought, like, why, like, some, an- like, you know, like, some animals we don't think, you know, like, we most, like, most animals, like, rats, right? Like, they're, we all think they're gross. Mm-hmm. But then, like, we have, like, Cats are running around. Aren't cats, like, kind of gross? Yeah, cats are gross. My cat has worms right now, Josh, and I would much yeah. rather have a rat that didn't. Yeah. Aren't, like, aren't, like, dogs kind of gross? Like Dogs are, yeah, dogs are repulsive. They eat their own waste. Yeah. They literally eat poop. They do. They're, 
But everyone hates rats because of why they have weird tails. Yeah, I. <laughs> I know, I've never, you know, I've never really understood that. Like some animals, we we are like, no, we'll let them in our house and let them live. But then it's like other like you know, like oh, you gotta kill that thing, or you gotta get these rats out of my house. Well, that is why I will say with pride that before the age of 10 I had eaten raccoon eaten raccoon meat why so um it was my (laughs) it was my grandpa Bob's birthday um and he was a big trapper he lived out in the country uh and he liked trapping small game um so like rabbits and raccoons and you you can eat them I mean it's it's no more disgusting than eating catfish. Catfish eat garbage. That's all that they eat. You know, raccoons oh, yeah. are just land fish. catfish. Um, yeah. But yeah, he had trapped one. And they're surprisingly ample. Um, you know, they're very fat. And so he had trapped this raccoon. And, um, and we ate it on his birthday with barbecue sauce. And it's... Like, I've never really forgotten the taste, Josh. Because it's very sweet, but also very gamey meat. Um, so it's, it's not, um, it's not something you would forget because I, it doesn't taste like chicken. It doesn't taste like beef. It doesn't taste like any other animal that I could compare it to. Weirdly, maybe duck because duck is also kind of oily. Um, and raccoon is very oily. So I would say the closest meat I've ever had to raccoon is duck. 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 I think I've had duck once. Yeah, I've had alligator meat before. I have two. I've had whale before. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I hate eating alligator. It was the grossest thing in my life. I was like, ew, this is gross. Yeah. I, I can't. Well, I can't remember. I feel like I did on a trip somewhere to Michigan. But that, that feels wrong now that I say it because there aren't alligators in Michigan. Um, but there was a huge jerky store that had like exotic meats. Um, Regardless, I have eaten whale when I was in Iceland four years ago. They eat it. What? Interesting. How was that? Oh, okay. So yeah. So um, yeah, I was in Iceland, and they they eat minke whales, which are not uh, a whale I'd actually heard of prior to Iceland. Um, and basically, we had been there in the spring, and I think we were technically there. It was like a day or two before Easter that we were scheduled to leave. And it was a school tour, of all things, on sustainable energy. And I mostly just went along to take pictures because I'm not a STEM kid. But um, even though I I, I actually had really good success at the forum. Um, But they they basically prepared us this huge Easter lunch. um, Mm -hmm. And it had like salmon. It had trout. It had every kind of fish because it's Iceland. Um, and it had minky whale and I had never tried it before. And our chaperoning teacher is a vegetarian. And so she was like, Adam, I can't believe you'd eat a whale. And I'm like, Ms. R, please. I, 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 I am going back for seconds here of this whale that they've prepared for us two ways. Um, and they kind of like, so, but yeah, you asked me how it tastes. Um, it tastes like a very rubbery black steak is the best way to describe whale meat. Um, it also tastes like nothing I'd ever tasted before. 
it it's almost gelatinous because it's so fatty. Um, and I tried it two ways. I tried it raw and cooked. Um, I preferred it raw. Um, the cooked made it all shrink because it's so fatty. If it shrivels, it's not very good. Um, but raw, it's really, really good. Um, it also gave me horrible indigestion. I, I was not, it was not something my body was prepared for. I'd never had it before. Um, but I do want to try it again. So, um, yeah, I, I ate whale and I'd do it again. And by the end of it, they had to go out and slaughter a whole new calf just for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had bison. Bison's all right. Bison is good. I love bi- bison burgers. Good. It's flavorful. Yeah. Um, I've had. See, I don't. I don't like deer. Deer's an issue for me. I've never had it, and I I don't really want to try it because I don't like no. gamey meats. No. No. It's it deer was an issue just because like, um, you know, there's a there's a big there's a big hunting community in my town. So mm-hmm. like my teacher, my, my science teacher, oh my, yeah, my environmental science teacher in senior year of high school was like close friends with me. Mm-hmm. And so one day he was like, Oh, Hey, I, uh, I, you know, I went hunting. Uh, do you want to try some? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like I'll try it. And it was just, and he like, he like prepared like these like, um, you know, like jerky mm-hmm. and like seasoning and everything. And I was like, oh, like this looks good. And I had it. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Oh. It was so bad. I don't know why. That's um, too bad. Exotic meats, I don't know, kind of, I don't know. I've always felt like weird about like eating exotic animals. Like, you know. It, it's a mix. And admittedly, I feel a bit guilty for eating whale and, and taking so much pride in eating whale. Um, just because I know it's a meat you can't get in the United States by law. Um, I, I will say this when I was in the scouts, um, which I was for one year before I realized that I absolutely should not have been in the scouts. Um, we, we did that thing where they sent us out to collect mealworms um, and we, we fried mealworms, um, oh God, no, it's, I mean, it's kind of disgusting because you, you kill them the way that you kill lobsters. You do, you do basically boil them alive, um, or you fry them alive technically cause they're not in water and they do squeal when you cook them because I don't think it's that they squeal. I think it's that their juices sizzle. Um, oh, but Josh, no, it tastes like popcorn i'm not even making that up and if we like there there are studies josh if we farmed bugs at the rate that we farm other animals we could cut down co2 emissions by a lot we could have a sustainable food source that would feed the globe and we could do it for very cheap because it's a never-ending supply of animal um, and you don't actually have to eat that many insects to get the benefits of it. Um, they're, they're very high in protein. Um, this is kind of gross, but a few years ago, I actually saw this clip of someone eating a dead fried tarantula on a burger. I would never, I would never eat that. I would never eat that. I don't like tarantulas. Um, 
I, I feel like a, a fried one would spatter. Um, and I don't want that. But I support the theory behind it. I've eaten a scorpion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Oh. See, now, if, if, if they were to make this, like, I don't know, this new type of meat, but, like, make it so it looked like normal meat, that's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But if, like, I don't know. If if I if I went to the store and it was like a bunch of little tiny worms, I, like, I could not do that. No yeah. way. No way. Um, <laughs> I forget. I don't know if this is true. Um, to what or to what extent that it's true. Um, and I've never tried this, but I want to. So when I was in high school, um, one of my my, my French teacher, um. She she was super smart. Um, she spoke like eight languages. She had taught on every continent except for Antarctica, um, I think. Um, maybe not South America either, but she had taught in Asia for a long time um, as well. And she was from France originally, so she had taught a lot in Europe and Asia um, and parts of Africa. And, um, she, she told me about when she'd been living in Thailand and chicken feet are very big in Thailand and you can even get them at the movie theater, according to her. Uh, and according to her, they do taste like popcorn if you fry them just right. Chicken feet. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day I'll do it. I, I want to do it. I'm an adventurous eater. Uh, everything we've described so far... I would try, except for the tarantula burger and maybe the scorpions. Um, I will say, on principle, um, I don't like eating lobster. I I feel too bad for them. Um, I think it's really wrong to pick out the one you think deserves to die and then have it served to you 30 minutes later. Um, Oh, I've never picked out... I like like having lobster, like um, lobster rolls. Really good. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never gone. Yeah, I'll pick that one and kill it. Yeah, no, no I, I can't never do, do it. Yeah. We had to do that in, um, in foods class in high school. Mm. We had a lobster. Oh, that was the most. That was the most sad day of my entire life. I yeah, that's the thing is, I just don't want to do it. it. You're killing it. You're killing it. Not only that, but I, you know, going back to animals that eat garbage lobsters eat garbage josh and they i you know they taste all right but like the best foods that have lobster in them you can't even tell you're eating the lobster like lobster bisque just tastes like chunky tomato soup you know i like to sit and actually eat a lobster is an underwhelming experience really is that being said i feel differently about crabs i will eat crabs and I don't crab feel guilty really about good. it. They're really good. Crab cakes are delicious. And I don't feel crab guilty for, for killing crabs because crabs will sit and eat their own children. Um, I, I don't feel guilty for that. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I I would try that. The other thing I don't... Also, or not. Shrimp also, like, are weird to me. I don't care for them. I like them. This is a little poop vein. Yeah, they have a poop vein. Um, we should talk about that. <laughs> you have to take out and most people don't understand to take it out no so they eat the the poop um i and 
yeah, it's gross. We should stop serving shrimp as much as we do. Um, shrimp cocktail tastes bad to me. Um, fried shrimp? Fried That's shrimp fine. is um, good, but anything fried tastes good. Yeah. Like um, firecracker shrimp? I really like firecracker mm, shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and like shrimp, shrimp like without like just normal shrimp, I can't do it. It's so gross. It really, it's like, I don't know. It's a bug, Josh. It's a yeah. big, ugly bug that lives in the sea. And I don't care how much the good place tried to make shrimp a cultural phenomenon. It didn't work for me. Like, to sit and watch Kristen Bell eat, like, ranch-covered shrimp was disgusting to me. Wow, oh, that's so gross. But the other thing I... I feel like a hypocrite because one of my favorite foods that I will order every time I see it on the menu, even if I don't trust the restaurant, is calamari. Yeah. I love calamari. Oh, it's, so it's so good. Okay. It's even the bad stuff. It's so fun that I can't really tell the difference between bad and good. Like, it has to be really good for me to say, oh, wow, this is great. Um, yeah. And I, I really, like, even the bad stuff is still pretty good because it's fried. But, like, I I don't want to eat an octopus. I like octopuses. Um, and I just feel too guilty eating them. They're my favorite animal. And they're so smart. Right. Yeah. Which makes me a hypocrite. But I just, I, I, don't, I don't want to. I, one of my least favorite movie scenes is that scene in Old Boy... Where the guy eats the octopus alive. It just makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Food's kind of weird. Whatever. Food is it's weird. fine. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of his saying, all God's creatures are delicious. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I, I don't think that's a saying, but it's one I'm going to coin here if it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like food, Josh. I just, I do. I most no, of it is good. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make or deliver some as soon as we finish this podcast. Actually. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Animals. Animals are. Are interesting. There's a lot of weird animals that we didn't even get to cover here. Like the Komodo dragon. Oh yeah. So we might have to do a second episode. Let's let's do it. And let's um let's let's save part of that episode to talk about more weird food. We can uh, we can look yeah. more into that. Um Yes, we can. Yeah. Alright. Well Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Um and I'll talk to you later. Doobie listeners, this has been Adam Venrick and Josh Poe for the Doobie.